Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Hello. Hello. Welcome to your shelf or mine. I am Becky Standall, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. And I am Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. I had to check with Becky to see what I was called. You got it. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So um, today is Thursday, January 17th. It is. 2019. Boy, time flies. Yeah, it really Mm -hmm. does. So downstairs in youth services we're getting going on our story times this week so that's fun yeah what's the theme preschool story time this morning the theme was friendship friendship yeah and um toddler time tomorrow is going to be hats hats (laughs) are you making hats um we're doing kind of like um like a color sheet with like pom-poms that are cotton balls yeah nice that'll be fun Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fun like hat songs I'm excited. I just, <laughs> that's what I've been working on, learning new story learning times. songs. <laughs> story time songs. That's fun. Yeah. I was also going to, um, real quick, our um, Kids Book Club next Wednesday are talking about Wildwood. Mm. So it's a big book. We've do you haven't have any met. Left? Yeah, I do. There's like four or five left still, I think. So if anybody wanted to participate, they yeah. could go pick up a book. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get very much of it read, they're still welcome to come. And it's really going to be gauging. Um, how you continue that program. The book club. Yes. Okay. Maybe you should say what time and all that. So. It's Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, at 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And who's it targeting mostly? Um, elementary, like grades 3 through 5. So if you are interested in a book club yeah. for your upper elementary school aged child, <laughs> it is kind of important to get them to the book club yeah. now so that there is a book club yeah. later. <laughs> There will be book Yeah, club. it's been really fun. And kids' programs tend to do, there'll be like peaks and valleys in attendance because it was really strong last year and then a lot of those kids aged out of it. Well, I mean, it's time to get the new kids Changing in. Changing and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that are the right age now, mm-hmm. get them in there. They'll be in there a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't catch it earlier, the books are available for you to keep. It's not for checking out. You go to the lower floor desk, tell them you're going to be in the book club, and you get a book Mm -hmm. to read and keep Mm -hmm. for free. Yeah, it's sort of like a cool way to build your collection. And we have been doing different kinds of stories. So we'll do like a comic book, and then we'll do like a contemporary story, and then we'll do like a historical novel, and then we'll do like a fantasy. So we try to like mix it up. Nice. And keep it fresh. Yeah, that's kind of nice, too, because that gives kids an opportunity to kind of read a lot of everything mm-hmm. so that they can kind of figure out what their, their tastes own. are. Yeah. 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 Very cool. So come get a book. Sign up for book club. So, yeah, this Saturday, um, the library is going to be hopping. It is. It's going to be uh, insane. So in a good way. At 10 a.m., uh, SCORE will be there doing their Survive the Gig Economy presentation. That's from 10 a.m. until 1 and you can sign up for that at uh, vancouver.score.org. And you can register for that class, as well as any of the other ones that they offer at the library or any of them that they offer down in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But um, jumping straight from that one into a 1 p.m. informational sessionar on how to... Mi- Did I just say informational sessionar? <laughs> sessionar, that seems like one of those cool... <laughs> what do you got, portmanteau? Right. <laughs> Um, that could maybe be it's a, just a session. That could be a thing. <laughs> well, um, that's not what I meant to say, though. So. <laughs> anyway, there's an informational session on altered books and how to make them and how you can participate in Art Speaks Volumes, which is a foundation, library foundation fundraiser that's going to happen in April. And so you can sign up. The 1 p.m. session is full, but there are still some spots available in the 3 p.m. session. So call the library, sign up, and see what that's all about. What else? So 
later also this week. on Saturday. Oh, also on Saturday. This is like a need to know kind of thing. And then there's a local women's march this Saturday okay. out in the Civic Circle. So if you're coming into the library, just be prepared. Watch for pedestrians. You might want to get a little early if there there might be like a full parking lot. Yes. So be aware. Mm-hmm. Right. And speaking of parking. Uh, parking has been a challenge all week. Yeah. And so if you know you need to be at the library at a certain time, you might want to leave a little earlier and just make sure you have a place to park. The parking situation is a joy of tax season. <laughs> <laughs> the AARP um, tax aid people have been working really hard to get ready for their tax aid. and um... Right, which is free tax preparation help for mostly low-income individuals, but anybody is welcome to come in to see if they qualify. And they'll help you prepare your taxes mm-hmm. for free get them all sent in and considering we have a brand new tax yeah program this year it's going to be interesting that we also at the library we have the instruction booklet they just came yeah and carl has received an email saying that the actual forms are on their way yeah it's kind of it seems maybe a little earlier even than it normally is this year. oh yeah yeah significantly so and since there are fewer forms and fewer instruction booklets we don't have to wait for random boxes to show up maybe that's why it's quicker yeah (laughs) last year we got all of the instructions but none of the forms for the longest time so if you're really excited to your taxes the first day that aarp is going to be helping people is that first saturday it's february 2nd yeah february 2nd and then after that it's going to be every friday and Saturday through April 13th, 12.30 to 4.30, I believe. But next week is the book sale. Uh-huh. So parking again <laughs> is going to be a challenge. Uh-huh. And the Friends of the Library have a Friends or Volunteer of the Library only pre-sale on Wednesday, where anybody who is a volunteer at the library or a member of the Friends of the Library is welcome to come to shop before it's open to the public. And then on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they'll be open from 10.30 until 4.30 to the public, just general. And then on Saturday is when they normally do their $2 bag, where you can fill the bag, grocery bag, all the way up to the brim and pay $2 for all those books. And I probably say this every time we have a book sale, but we have so much stuff. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be in the auditorium and the gallery again so that it's going to cover two whole rooms. So if you want to become a friend and you are not yet, that is also something you can do. Right. You can do that now. And you have to remember there are two levels of membership. The $5 level is the friend who volunteers their time, 22 hours at least per year, to help with the book sale, book sorts, making cookies, all of those things that we ask the friends to do. And the $15 level is the, I just want to support the friends, support the library, please don't call me to come into work. (laughs) $15. (laughs) So those are your two levels of membership and anybody is welcome to join the friends. And then on the 30th, after the book sale, Susan Cipolla comes back to do a hands-on altered book workshop where people who are interested in making their altered books, and they may have come to the Saturday program and they may not have, Mm -hmm. can come in and actually get help to work on their books or sort through material, use some glue... (laughs) Whatever you want to yeah. do, but it's hands-on. So everybody will be working, and that's Talk Wednesday at 5 p.m. Ideas. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that class is full, but I think so too. Um, you never know. People might drop out. Mm-hmm. You never know. So, And there will be another one in later. March. Yeah. yeah, there's another one in March. But then in February, we have some exciting things happening. February 8th, we have Clarence Morawaki from Humanities Washington Speakers Bureau coming, and he is doing a presentation on the Japanese-American experience in World War II called Let It Not Happen Again. And our local museum, the Kellett's County Historical Museum, is partnering with us on this program, and they will be displaying a 1942 inventory ledger of items uh, confiscated from Japanese-American Kellett's County residents. Wow. Yeah, so it's really close to home mm-hmm. and shows that this happened everywhere. So so everyone is invited. It's the 8th, February 8th at 2 p.m. What day? Is that a Wednesday? It's a Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's Friday and the presentation will be between two and four. And it has, Clarence actually has 120 historical photographs that go with his presentation. So it'll be really interesting. 
Ah, I'm looking forward to it. And then uh, SCORE has another seminar on the 23rd of February, which is part one of a two-part series for simple steps to starting your business. Some big news, too, is we're closed on the 21st (laughs) of January and the 18th of February. So don't come those two days. Just enjoy the holiday. Exactly. (laughs) Our Teen Tuesday program started this week, too. So we did Shrink Eatings Tuesday night, which was really fun. I don't think any of the kids that came had done them before. They'd never seen Shrink Eatings. No. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And neither had Jacob. He had no idea what we were doing. That is hilarious. <laughs> so that was really fun. Next week we're making mug cakes, which mm, I'm excited. Um, I hope they're delicious. Me too. Mm. We did it a couple of years ago, so it would have been like a different group of teenagers that were coming and it was like, oh, they're really good. Like while they're still warm out of the microwave, but as soon as they start to cool down, you're like, mm. <laughs> but I'm gonna um, have a different kinds of like recipes and, and oh, good. stuff. So we'll better recipes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try different things out. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. There, are, you know, the new year starts, and and like we've mentioned, we've been kind of balancing uh, mental health and keeping everything running at the mm-hmm. library. So lots has happened, even though we're only the 17th into the month. We've already had one super successful adult program with the self-publishing panel. Yeah. And so I wanted to say thank you to Vicki Carter, uh-huh. who uh, arranged for the authors to come. And she runs the Authors of the Northwest podcast. Right. And three the, the authors, I want to thank them too. They were Denise Kawai, Lily Robbins-Brock, and Trish Heinrich. They all came two times that day Mm -hmm. and spilled their guts on all they know about self-publishing and then their journey to get their works published. And so many people came and benefited from that. It was fantastic. It was really cool. I sat in for most of the second session because it was in the evening. I was really impressed with how they did it Mm -hmm. because it was just real concrete information for people, like nitty gritty, like this is how you do it now right. the people there's like 20 people there in the night one yeah there were 40 people there in the day one wow. so but they're just like furiously writing notes. notes yeah it was <laughs> yeah. great yeah tons of questions and answers during the yeah. day one and there were random waves of laughter that you could hear throughout <laughs> the library so it it was a fantastic program mm-hmm. and we are super thankful for the the authors that came and participated yeah. and and a huge thanks to vicky for coordinating all that because it was wonderful yeah it was cool yeah and and alan rose who been helping the library reach local authors for the last two years in a big way Mm -hmm. and he helped kind of coordinate that program as well but he is also opening up a new writing program that is open for registration right now and it is an eight-week writing workshop where if you can commit to writing five to ten pages per week there's going to be a critiquing circle where anybody who is participating will also be writing five mm-hmm. to ten pages per week, and everybody's going to be reading everybody's material and then critiquing it according to the information they will learn from Alan during the session. So if you're interested yeah. in, in continuing this uh, local writer's extravaganza, yeah. <laughs> send me an email, elizabethp at mylongview.com, or call... Three six zero four four two five three two one, and sign up to be in Alan's next class. It, it we plan to start March fifth, so there's plenty of time to decide. But depending on how many people actually sign up, we will limit the number of people who can participate if we get a huge run. Yeah. <laughs> I, last year when we signed up for the writing class, we had well over a hundred oh, people yeah. sign up for that class. And change had to, it so it was two sessions. Exactly. So yeah. So if you're interested, please sign up. Very cool. Yeah, and and what's amazing to me, and it shouldn't be, but it is, is how many people write. Mm-hmm. I mean, here in town and good yeah. writing. Last last week, Jacob and I went on Alan's oh, no, show sure, sure. Um, with Vicky. It's a KLTV show called Book Chat with Alan Rose. I'm talking about NaNoWriMo, and it was pretty cool. But that's kind of one of the things I said, too. I don't want to say the, like, coming out of the world <laughs> Because that's like a weird, but that, you know, that's what I think of. Well, what I like a lot of people who weren't like library regulars, I think are now because they're because of the, all the writing stuff that that we've been doing. I think too, that it is 
the library can be that place where they can gather, where yeah. maybe they didn't have a central location to gather mm-hmm. in the past. Because Alan does his word fest, but it's one night a month. Mm-hmm. And these people are meeting on a weekly basis to yeah. sit down and write together in many different lo- locations. And ours happens to accommodate quite a few yeah. at a time. So it works out. Yeah. And it's nice. I mean, what better place? Yeah. Than the library. And it's really cool because, you know, one of the purposes of public libraries to bring community get together mm-hmm. and this is um, something that we've been seeing happening really strongly in the past year mm-hmm. so. yeah I think you're right the library is serving its purpose in yeah. a very big way and we're seeing local talent that we didn't oh, yeah. know about so that's pretty awesome mm-hmm. so anyway that was it <laughs> Um, other things that I will bring back up um, not back up but bring back up <laughs> are talking about library hours. Uh-huh. What time do you think the library should be open? Mm-hmm. And we're going to be sending out surveys. So if you have your email registered with the library, you might actually see a survey. It's probably yeah. going to be just a regular online survey. Yeah. So it'll probably come through Dialogue. like yeah, like our newsletter comes. Yeah, and the other thing is focus groups to determine how the community needs to use the space at the library and at what times. So, again, if you're interested in being a part of that conversation on a much more practical level, send me an email, elizabeth p at mylongview.com. I don't know how many times this this, uh, program I'm going to give you my email address, (laughs) but you might want to write it down. (laughs) Or you can call me 360-442-5321 and let me know that you want to be a part of that group because it is the community's hours that we want to be open, not random you should be open at this time. It really needs to serve the community yeah. for its needs. So can I can I send a shout out now since I brought up my email? So we did get an email <laughs> message from my friend Claudio. So I wanted to say thank you for listening, number one. <laughs> Yay. And Claudio reads a lot of books, so I have invited him to participate. And if he decides to, that's going to be awesome. We'll have a special guest. Cool. <laughs> so keep your ears open. So... Uh, I think that's mine. I've got, you know, all kinds of personal news we could talk about, but um, do we want to jump into our book news? Sure. Let's jump into our book news. Okay. So last time our homework was to read a domestic thriller Mm -hmm. um, and be ready to talk about it. Oh, and I think Becky has um, some update on our (laughs) Amish romance situation. So we'll, we'll do that as well. Yeah. Do you want me to start with that? Yeah, start with that. Okay. So if you remember from last time, I was unsatisfied with my experience reading (laughs) Amish Romance. So that I, and since we'd all read the same author, there wasn't a real difference. Yeah. It wasn't like a pool (laughs) of things to choose from. So I did another one. And this book I read this time was called When the Heart Cries. And it's by Cindy Wood Small. And it's the first in a trilogy, The Sisters of the Quilt Trilogy. So this one, also not a romance. <sighs> I'm trying to. <laughs> I think that maybe calling it Amish romance is like a, just a just a misnomer. Yeah, like it probably is. Although mine did have romance. Yeah, but it wasn't the main crux of the story. Right. So. It's not. But is there anything really Amish romance that? I mean, when you think Amish, is that the first thing that pops into your head? Kind of. Romance? Yeah. Well. Because of the the book genre that I thought <laughs> yeah. existed. So um, this one, though, mm. is a lot different. It's a lot different than Beverly Lewis. Okay. It was better written. I wow. thought it was longer. And it was, like, super intense. Wow. So the main character in this book, her name is Hannah Lapp. Lapp is all of their names. And she is raised old order Amish. Her father is very, like, strict. She's 17 when the, the, oh, the book okay. starts. And she works for this old Mennonite lady like down the street and is in love with her nephew. Gotcha. Who is in college. And it's, like, a secret because it's, like, forbidden. And she's technically, like, on her rumspringa, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not, like, what you saw in, like, 60 Minutes or right. whatever. Right. <laughs> she's, like, slightly more freedom than otherwise. Anyways, so at the end of the summer, he's going to go be going back to college. She They, like, get secretly engaged. No. And she's so happy. And then when she's walking home from his aunt's house as just a strange man pulls over 
assaults her, rapes her, <gasps> and, like, hits her with his car and leaves. What? Yeah. So she makes it home, tells her parents. Her dad basically tells her, like, no, tell anybody. Uh-huh. There's this whole thing where, like, reporting a crime is seen as vengeance. Oh and vengeance is, like, against their religion. Mm-hmm. Although all of the weird petty gossip and rumor spreading that comes from this as a result of all this miscommunication and misunderstanding and stuff, mm-hmm. I guess that's okay. Wow. It was just, like, a whole book of me feeling mad at all of the <laughs> other characters. So um, she it's like, physically recovering from this happening and then is also in like this deep depression her siblings don't know anything about it and they like kind of grow resentful towards her because she's not doing like, her chores right um and so her younger sister is just like a horrible person and just like spreads all these trash rumors oh about my her gosh. her older brother and his he gets engaged to her hannah's best friend mm-hmm. and then they immediately get in a a carriage like a buggy car accident mm-hmm. and are in like ICU mm-hmm. her friend gets like the worst of it and so she ends up staying with her at the hospital for like a month or something mm-hmm. while she recovers and becomes like interested in medicine which is kind of uh, cool I think that comes up later in the series anyways and that kind of snaps her out of her depression and then like spoiler alert I guess mm-hmm. turns out she's pregnant <gasps> it's like this whole thing oh my god so when she finds that that happens she like it takes her like a while to decide what she's going to do and then she decides that she's going to like raise her child so she wow. has to go in front of like the leaders of the community mm-hmm. who are all old men mm-hmm. and tell them like what happened to her mm-hmm. like her trauma and then they don't believe her because they're mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. including her dad because he doesn't want to admit that he didn't go to them at first right. so she just like lets him off the hook wow. about that uh-huh. and then he like sides with them about just not even believing her oh my god it made me so mad she has like her best friend is like on her side the whole time and then she has another friend um who is like a young man Uh and her friendship with him also spurs all these rumors but he's the only one who like believes her and is supportive of her right anyways so they tell her they're not like officially shunning her because she's not like officially amish yet but basically they do and they all leave and she has to like stay in this house by herself she goes into premature labor she has to deliver this baby by herself her friend comes to check on her and goes and gets his mom and but then the baby just dies oh oh my gosh it's just so terrible uh-huh. anyways oh and then her like fiance misunderstands everything and then breaks up with her and it's just like so frustrating but she ends up just like leaving at the end wow and it's almost like i don't want to read the rest of the uh-huh. series <laughs> you just I'm want like, that to be the end That's yeah. right. <laughs> this is where it ends right yeah. here so it's just you it build was... you build like this fantasy life yeah. for her where she's super successful yeah. it was really <laughs> like tough to read mm-hmm. it's just like a lot of victim blaming going Rough. on and when was that written it was written in like 2008 but it's wow. also very topical like the hmm. whole scene where she has to sit in front of this panel of uh-huh. old men and and tell them what happened to her and then they immediately don't believe wow. her i was like oh man oh. <laughs> but i mean it's well done 2006 i would recommend it if if you're into that kind of like tough I mean, it's a sad, it's an intense story. It's not. Well, I'm glad to hear that it wasn't about conversion. No, it wasn't at all. And it's like, there's like religious parts to it, but kind of in like a normal way. Like she prays, Mm -hmm. she like, you know, like, like you'd normally read in like a Christian or inspirational type of book where it's not prophetizing at all. Or yeah, it's way different. And also doesn't portray the Amish in a particularly good light. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the Amish are terrible. Um, (laughs) But I think it's kind of balanced because like in the beginning when her brother and his fiance get in that terrible accident, Mm -hmm. they all step in to help them so much. They build them a house. They do like all these things for him. And then she kind of talks about that when everything's happening to her, like how come they're nice to them when this happened? But with me, it's this other way. So it's a really questioning the patriarchy, but in a very like kind of gentle, subtle way, because she's also dealing with all this other nonsense. Right. But it was, it's, it was well-written. It was a tough read. Yeah. Wait, not a lighthearted romance. Zero percent of that. So is it listed as a romance or just, um, I think when people talk about Amish books, they just kind of all lump them together and call them all Amish romances. Because yeah. I was definitely reading more more, more articles about the genre. And they mentioned this book. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, if you're reading a romance, if you want a romance novel, this is not the book that you want to read. Right. Because it is 
not about that. It doesn't that. sound romantic at no, all. No, <laughs> it's about her dealing with this, like, trauma. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's kind of, it was cool to see that there is, like, a diversity in the genre, too, uh-huh. that, you know, it's not all Beverly Lewis's. Uh-huh. Yeah, of. well, I'm glad to hear that, because if all books were like Beverly Lewis, then I would be sad. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe that every book has its reader, but mm-hmm. if that's the one book for that genre, that would make me sad, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad to hear there are more better, yeah. better reads. So, oh man, I know she's all emotional. <laughs> I need it out to <laughs> bring me down. I need to bring me down. <laughs> but like last night, I was finishing and just like crying. I'm like, oh, no. you get out of there! Just leave. They're all terrible. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a hard thing to talk about, regardless of what culture it's oh, set yeah. in. Mm-hmm. So. And even more so probably in a culture that that's that's that closed off. Mm -hmm. I don't know how accurate that is, um, this portrayal in this book and also in the other one I read of them being real caddy, like like, like a gossip. Yeah, you said that last time. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a gossip mill and how harshly they judge people based on idol gossip. Mm -hmm. I kind of think it's probably exaggerated for artistic purposes. Probably. Well, two two observations. Number one, I'm glad that it's significantly different mm-hmm. than the other one. And the second one, I'm I'm sorry it was so emotional. <laughs> yeah. That's good and bad all at the same time. So our, then we jumped into the our genre of this week um, is domestic thrillers. I read All the Missing Girls by Megan Miranda. I read Behind Closed Doors by Banks. Shall I tell you what I thought of that? Yeah. All Give right. me a synops- synopsis. Synopsis. Let's see. <laughs> so, uh, I, it, it was an easy book to read. It wasn't, did I say Banks? I think I meant Paris. What? Her last name. <laughs> I wrote it down differently in two different spots. I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to verify totally that. totally different. I know. So, um, all right. So, Behind Closed Doors is a domestic thriller. And, you know, this is going to have a little bit of spoiler action because sure. um, I didn't have a problem reading it that uh at the time and it was it moved quickly enough that it kept me engaged and i read it very quickly and and i think that's the case for most domestic thrillers yeah, they, they, they kind of thriller, hook you in and yeah for all you yeah so it was and it and it finally ended in a place where i i hoped it would go but several things about this book you might not like <laughs> me personally anybody oh, okay. anybody one so it involves a lot of abuse of women. Um, well, that's domestic thriller. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it involves abuse of handicapped people. So Whoa. it's it's a kind of ugly book mm-hmm. in in those terms. So the there are a lot of things that I questioned. While I was reading it, I was like, okay, why can't you do this? Why aren't you doing this? And so I was already in the questioning mode. But then when I finished, I was like, would this even happen? Mm-hmm. You know, what? Psh, whatever. <laughs> it's not right. So anyway, I wrote some thoughts down. So I'll share some with you. So what's the setup of the story? All right. So um, this woman has is married to a man, and they are perfect. Okay. And so everybody they meet... They see them as a perfect couple. Uh, they live in a big swanky house. She doesn't work. He's a lawyer. Um, she's always dressed and and appropriately mm-hmm. doing doing her thing, stuff. right? And uh, he is a divorce lawyer of all things um, for women who were abused. Okay. Ah, okay. So she meets him in a park and so he begins the whole process of of sweeping her off her feet and giving her a lot of romantic opportunities and and um she has a sister who has down syndrome and she is that sister's primary caregiver except the sister goes to a boarding school so when she's not at school she's got her and she takes her out and does things and so he happened to meet them at the park together and he had been targeting individuals looking for something in particular so he finds these two together and then starts to woo her and she is apparently he is extremely good looking so she's wow why would he be interested blah 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 you know that whole whatever anyway (laughs) so as it turns out he is psycho sure 
I mean, that one of them had to be. I was actually, when I was reading it, I was really hopeful that it was her. Yeah, I was hoping she like would be psycho. Exactly. No, but it's him. Yeah. So, and he came from a very traumatic childhood that altered his psyche. And so he's extremely abusive toward women. And his ultimate goal was to have somebody he could abuse and frighten to the point of... of uh, mental anguish on a regular basis that had zero connections to the community and he saw that in her sister so he woos her to get to the sister so just for because he likes to do it right because it okay so when he was a kid his dad used to beat up his mom all the time uh-huh. and he used to stand up for the mom and then his dad beat him and then he started to turn you know he started to get interested in what was happening and then he would listen to his mom screaming and then that fascinated him and so he kind of went off onto this well you know i'm gonna try this and so he actually locked his mom power tripped exactly locked his mom into a closet and then she wouldn't stop screaming so he beat her to death and then the dad was going to call the police Uh and so he beat him up and when the police got there he told them that he beat up the dad after the dad killed the mm-hmm, mom mm-hmm. and the dad went off to prison and there he was so wow that's pretty intense yeah yeah and so then his whole thing was to it wasn't the killing part it was causing them to have fear that he enjoyed yeah the control exactly and so it was an interesting story in that this person the woman had a decent job, was supporting herself, supporting her sister, doing all these things. And then just in one occasion, she's asked to make a choice and she chooses him over her entire life and her sister and mm. all of these things. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> and this is prior to any abuse ever happening. Uh-huh. This is, you know, this is what defines your That's mind like, now. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, would that really happen? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I had a lot of, I had, what the heck, (laughs) written down. Because it was like, "Mm, I don't know. Because she is quite capable. She has a job that takes her around the world doing purchasing for a store. And so she's on her own. She's, She's by herself in strange places all the time. And then he kidnaps her, essentially. And she can't escape. And every time she tries to escape, he punishes her in some way or another. But I don't know. Do you think like the like the plot makes the character more incompetent than she really would be? I think that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah I, I thought while I was reading it, I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. on several on several occasions, uh, but it went fast enough. And and so what I became more interested in as the story went on was how is she going to get out of this? Uh-huh. Because the whole point of this book is that she's going to get out of this. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to spoil this part because she does eventually get out of it, but it's not by herself. And so um, I recognized a clue that was dropped um, very early on. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure this is going to come back, uh-huh. but I don't know how. And it did. And it came back in a very significant kind of way. Mm-hmm. So so that was nice to see that, Good. you know, that you could follow that thread all the way to the end. Um, but it was it was it was very strange how she managed to get out of there and save herself in a way. <laughs> I mean, it took two years for her to figure it out. It was like it, it's not super plausible. It wasn't super believable, but fine. We'll just let you end this story like this. But the help she got was believable. Uh-huh. So I was very happy to to see at least that part Good. of it was something that I would believe would happen. So, But it is not a nice story. And if um, there's a lot of abuse, a lot of descriptions of physical abuse, and a lot of descriptions of what he wants to do with her sister because her sister can't fight him. So, I mean, I mean, there's no, I mean, it's just physical abuse. It's, Uh it's uh, psychological abuse mostly. And, and, you know, locking in rooms Uh and scaring crap out of them and all that. So, yeah. So that was my story. Yeah. So, okay. In my book, um, this is about Nicolette and she her father has um, dementia, 
and she and her uh, brother had put him in like a memory care like a year before and now she she's a school counselor so she um, has a summer off so she's going back to her home her childhood home to kind of pack the house up and they're going to try to sell it um she left her town it's a small town in like um i feel like north carolina or something she left when she was 18 and kind of like never looked back her brother gave her like all of his savings so that she could start a new life um and it was right after, like the summer after her best friend just disappeared. She just disappeared. She just wasn't there anymore. Um, and so she's she's back at home. Basically, kind of like the idea is that when this disappearance happened, she and her other friends and her boyfriend at the time, they're all like, you know, in their late teens, early 20s, maybe. Um, it kind of the investigation kind of made them turn on each other. So um, there's just like this tangle of different stories and, you know, which one is real or whatever. So um, but when she goes back, uh, she's there for just a few days and then another young woman disappears. And it's the same time of year during their like fair or carnival or whatever. So it seems like very similar circumstances. And then, so that's like the introduction to the book. Like she arrives in her town and then it's fast forwards you two weeks mm-hmm. um, that this di- disappearance has happened. Um, and then each chapter is the day before. So it'll be like day 14 and then day 13. And it goes back to the day that she disappeared. Right. So you're figuring out what happened and kind of the main character is too. Um, I really liked that structure of the story was like really engaging and like uh-huh. greeting and it was like right. smartly done, I think. But at the end I was like, well, like, like the, it, it was almost like she kind of had known the whole time. So like, what's the point? I thought it was kind of anticlimactic. Dang. I wanted there to be more of like a, more of something for like me to guess what happened. Right. Um, like, Oh yeah. I don't know. Right. I mean, she, she does learn more about what happened mm-hmm. um but it's just not wasn't really satisfying ending <laughs> yeah i think that's too bad yeah yeah that's too bad i mean especially considering that you you had a, a nice little mystery build mm-hmm. up for you and the opportunity and to solve and it something. seemed kind of like kind of like the end was like and that's how she got to come back home oh I'm like, oh yeah. whatever <laughs> 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 yeah, I think I think that uh, my book was in that way. I I was fine with how it ended. I I thought parts of it were pretty weak and and made me go, "Are you serious?" Yeah. A lot of times, but um, it is quick enough that I didn't invest a whole lot of time in it. That mm-hmm. that I f- would feel disappointed at the end and be like. Dang it! I wanted this to end differently because it ended the way I hoped it would end. It just—I didn't—I didn't necessarily believe that the way they got there was plausible. So. Yeah, for a lot of these domestic thrillers. So I think domestic thrillers kind of like differentiate from like the other kind because in the other kind it's normally like a professional right. who's investigating a crime for some reason, like a police officer or a detective or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these are like something happened to my family or is happening within my family or my right. neighborhood or whatever. Um, so they're non-professional people trying to figure out what happened. But in a lot of them, it's like you, the reader, are the only one who doesn't know what happened. Right. And um, the the structure of the novel is to like kind of keep you on your toes and not for the characters to really figure it out. Right. And I don't know that I really like that. Right. Um. Because, like, compared to, like, Gone Girl, which I really did like. Uh-huh. Did you read Gone Girl? Uh-huh. I did, yeah. Okay. So where you're kept from the truth as a reader, but you're also, it's because you're placed in the perspective of people who don't necessarily know everything that's going on. Right. So, like, Nick, when you're reading his part at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know what Nick knows. Right. It's not like Nick is keeping secrets from you, although no. maybe you kind of think that. But but to have a, a like, first-person character, it's not even unreliable, like, they... It's just like they just don't know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, and it's curious. Well, and I and I think Gone Girl 
is a little bit different because you switched back and forth between each of them as they were telling their story. Uh And so your brain had to switch over to, wait, I don't know this about this person, but I do know this about the other guy. Yeah, so it's like he said, she said type Mm -hmm. of. And I know that's the case with this book, which... When I double checked, it is B A Paris. Oh, ah. <laughs> I'm not sure where I came up with the other one, but there you go. You see her story. Yeah, you know this is her perception of everything that's going on, and she doesn't know what's going on outside of this sphere because she is being mm-hmm. held inside. So, I see the potential for a lot of holes in your analysis of what's going to come next. Yeah. Because you can't know everything because all the players don't know everything. Yeah. So. But as a reader, I kind of get frustrated. I, like at the end when it turns out, oh, this character totally knew what was happening oh, the whole time. And that. for some reason, the perspective reading it, they just pretended like they didn't. Right. Well, and, <laughs> and when that happens too, you kind of wonder whether or not they don't divulge because they're participatory. Yeah. You know, and so if they don't divulge and they aren't participatory, you're just like, why? Well, yeah. So in this book, um, I'll just kind of tell you like, it, the end story of what happened. It's kind of just like a series of accidents, basically. Oh. And she was kind of involved with some of them. But it's it's like there's no reason for her not to be honest about what happened. Right. Except for she's just afraid of what could happen. Huh. But there's no reason that she would, I don't know, face any consequences for it, I guess. Right. But she doesn't know that. Well. Oh, she doesn't know. I don't know. know. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I would definitely read something else by this author, though. Um, she's written a few more books mm-hmm. in the last one since this one was published. So, Cool. Anyways, domestic thrillers. Yeah, and and I wasn't disappointed with the book that I chose mm-hmm. to read. And the book that I chose to read actually had quite a number of uh, positive reviews. And as I was looking at it after, I, I didn't look at any of the reviews before I read because I didn't want to know anything mm-hmm. about it other than, you know, other people read it and they liked it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. I don't want to pick up a book that I know everybody hated because what's the point, you know? <laughs> For this, anyway, for this, (laughs) for this exercise, sometimes that is fun, but not for this. The but when I went back and was reading the content of the reviews, I was very, very happy that I had not read them because mine mirrored them some, and then actually, some of them made me think, Oh, yeah, that is kind of creepy, that whole concept, isn't it? It It's like things I hadn't even, Uh you know, put together on my own. It's like yeah, but I was still I was I was held attentive for long enough to finish the book, but I was disappointed at the lack of strength mm-hmm. that the ending held. So, although I did like her help. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to leave it at that. So, but I think that was a successful one as compared to the Amish romance, <laughs> which required extra like you might homework. Read more. Yeah, right, exactly. On purpose for fun rather than <laughs> to justify having read it at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. So we did pick our number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. joining in, you can add this to your list. We're going for a comic book for adults. Yeah. Yay. I've already picked mine. I'm going to be reading The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of... Well... I haven't seen The Simpsons in years, so I don't know if it's it'll good be anymore. So I don't know if it's good anymore, and I don't even know if I'm interested in reading this comic book. But I checked it out, so that's good. Yeah. I haven't checked mine out yet. I was looking at the list of um, best comics from last year. Oh, okay. Something. Yeah, you're doing it the smart way. Something I just serious. packed up someone off the shelf. <laughs> Although um, I did, I was telling Becky earlier that I, while I was up on the mezzanine picking out my comic book uh, for this particular challenge i also picked up a comic book about uh vampires it's the curse of jack dracula so i'm gonna read that one from my (laughs) vampire book so two birds one stone that's right cool (sighs) so yeah i don't think we said anything about this did we no yeah i haven't um posted it yet or anything so um 
Daniel made us this new logo for Your Shelf or Mine. And it's us as books. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm going to be updating our uh, page and all this, all this stuff. Um, yeah, so thanks, Daniel. Yeah, so you can see it. It's really cute. <laughs> <sighs> so I had a couple of questions Great. for domestic thrillers. Okay. Yeah. All right. So on the first one, um, let's. Did you learn anything from your story? No. No. Okay. So that's funny. When you say learn something from a story, one of the first things I think of was I read a, a map of the world years ago. Which is mm -hmm. Jane Hamilton. Did mm -hmm. you ever read it? Mm -hmm. It's it's really good. It's about a woman whose like neighbor kid drowns in the pond on mm -hmm. her property, and she has to everything that happens after that. But anyways. I learned how to get rid of tomato stains from that novel. Interesting. <laughs> That's it's good to know. Yeah, it yeah. is. I was like, oh, like a real helpful just fact. Yeah. Uh, that's that's you've carried with you. Yeah. That's that good. I've really yeah. used in my life. <laughs> um, I don't know if I learned anything from this one. I don't think that I learned anything from this one other than that there are some creepy people mm -hmm. out there. Yeah, that well, I knew that already, but just one more example of how creepy people can be. So did you have advice for someone to avoid problems like that? Like real life problems or yeah. reading problems? Read, real life problems, you know, that relate to your... Because you just said that the woman or the character um, didn't divulge what she knew, even uh -huh. though there sh wouldn't probably have been consequences. So do you uh, have any advice for someone who finds themselves in so that in situation? That situation? That's interesting. So um, this book, the character is 28. It's been 10 years since this happened. Um, it's all stuff that happened when she was a teenager making bad teenage choices. And the reason <laughs> that she doesn't like, right, like come clean with like the investigation is because, you know, she was underage drinking. But what's really going to ruin your life is the fact that your friend just disappeared out of nowhere and you're right. never going to know what really happened right. because you won't cooperate with the investigation. That's very strange. Well, you know, and then I guess, where's the adult intervention? You know, where's the... So her mother died when she was young right. and her older brother, who's barely older than her, right. um, he like dropped out of school so he could take care of her and their father um who in the time where the novel's taking place is has like dementia and stuff but when they were kids was uh just a really incompetent alcoholic mm. he was a drunk mm -hmm. um so and i think so these are two barely adults trying to function yeah okay yeah and um maybe protect their father maybe so. right hmm. huh. um it's, yeah. 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 And there's like, so she like ran away from her life and then comes back to it in the end. Mm -hmm. It's very Wizard of oz -y, you know? Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but with uh, disappearances and maybe some and murder. Death. <laughs> Other than that, it's just like. If I ever go looking for my heart's desire again. <laughs> I'm going to grab a scarecrow. <laughs> So, what would you have done differently? As a character? Yeah. She, like, burns a lot of stuff. And kind of at the end, you're like, oh, I get why she as did that. As in bridges or as in no, proof? No, like, um, proof. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, she also burns bridges. Oh, okay. Well, she's a pyro. I mean, I guess things kind of make more sense when you get to the end. You're like, oh, I get what you're trying to do. Mm. And now, because you've done all this cover-up, you have to, like, keep doing it. Oh. It's just like a vicious cycle. Well, that's like the liars, the lies that liars have to tell. And how do you keep track of all of the lies that you've told? So, well, she's very good at keeping track of the lies that she's told. <laughs> and they're like cor corroborating each other's like stories. Wow. And like her and her brother and her mm -hmm. ex-boyfriend. They're right. um, working together. Yeah. They come together after years of like pushing each other away. <laughs> come back together. Hmm. In like, crime. Well, kind of. Well, part of the whole thing, like, um, with the investigation with her friend disappearing right. back in the day is that they, they made them distrust Everyone. each other oh, okay. mm -hmm. um, and, like, tore them apart. Mm. So, um, you know, 
yeah. coming together in lies brought them closer together. <laughs> because they, well, because they came together because they finally had to be honest with each other uh, about what had happened, what happened back then. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so the can, potential for them having a, a satisfying, honest relationship exists because of all of the lies that they've told. Sure. Excellent. Yeah. It kind of puts them, yeah, back to... <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. Mm-hmm. But it's it's actually mirroring real life too. I think. Yeah, so. I mean, it's not totally. I like. I didn't find it like an improbable right. situation. Right. Yeah. So. Hmm. So my last question for you mm-hmm. is: What's a scene or scenario you could come up with to stage a domestic thriller? Oh. If you were a writer or wanted to develop a story do you have an answer well, I, think. I don't I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna ponder it a little bit I because when you think of Gone Girl as kind of your guide yeah. story you know for for setting the tone mm-hmm. um if I compare the two if I compare Gone Girl and the one that I just read or even think of something like um oh my gosh what's that Hitchcock movie where he like spies on the neighbors oh we have information on our fingertips. <laughs> What's the name of that movie? Even something like that, kind of like a predecessor. So one of the big domestic thrillers from last year was called The Woman in the Window, um, which she's like spying on her neighbors. She like lives in this house by herself. Um, there's obviously something that happened to her in her past that she's not telling you as a reader. Um, she thinks there's like a crime going on, but nobody believes her. Um Rear window? Oh, sure. Yeah, rear window. Yeah. <laughs> it's This book is kind of like a take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that book pretty unsatisfying. I'm like, how convenient. Right. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well. But I, I do like the whole, like, you know, my neighbor is hiding for something. Or just the whole question, which I think the the genre tackles which is like do you really know the people that you think you know right right well and not only do you know the people that you think you know but you just in that case married this person a stranger that is now going to kill you and how did that happen i mean how did you overlook any of those little hints that got yeah. Dropped in your lap. <laughs> I mean, do you become so blind to the truth when you see something that you want? Mm-hmm. That's all you see. So, and is that realistic? Is that real life or is that just how we see because that's how we've been shown to see things? I don't know. I, I'm I'm cynical. I am super, super, don't trust a single person. I don't imagine I would fall for that only because I don't trust anybody anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like so how I don't do know. you get into those situations? I think some novels, and like Jillian Flynn is just like really good at like, oh, I understand why they're in this relationship. Yeah. yeah. Did you reach? Did you read Sharp Objects? No, that's okay. the one of hers okay. I haven't read. Right. I was actually going to watch the show before I read it. Really? I didn't want to watch. You know the, my rules about that. Well, I didn't want the book to ruin my experience of the show. Oh, opposites. <laughs> I feel like I can always enjoy like the book Mm -hmm. but i did read dark places a long time ago actually before gone girl came out yeah and that one was like it's interesting the abuse that's in her books i mean the self-abuse particularly so i don't know those are really good books yeah they are good books yeah yeah so if you have any domestic thriller suggestions send them our way yeah we'll read them yeah we would we would love to hear about them and if you want to give us your reviews, don't forget to email them to us. <laughs> I'll uh, assume you wrote down my email already. <laughs> Just to rewind. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to do a shout out for my children, two of the three. All right. All right. All right. So Lydia uh-huh. has been accepted into the three colleges she applied uh. to. Yeah. So now she is... Making decisions, yeah. So she's leaning toward Western. Uh So if anybody has been to Western or is currently (laughs) going to Western, please send us a review. (laughs) So we know what we're getting into. Um, 
And then Matilda, down at WSU Vancouver, has her own radio show. Yeah. She is on cougradio.com. She does Alternative Rendezvous, which does punk and indie punk and pop punk and all kinds of uh, alternative cool music. <laughs> and she is on Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m., so go to cougradio.com and log in and listen to her. Do you have to listen live or you can go back and listen? You can go back and listen. As a matter of fact, I think you have to listen live right now, but we're working on a way for her to present it whenever. Uh-huh. Kind of the same way as we do the podcast. Yeah. Um, so she's saving them okay. um, on her own little flash drive and, and then we'll probably throw her up on Podbean or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So she's super excited. Last week, Jennifer actually helped her compile a list for the History of Punk so that was Tuesday's show. Mm-hmm. And then next week, she's doing Electronic Alternative. And I actually think um, Michael is going to help her come oh, cool. up with some yeah. of those songs. So we'll see. But good show. She does a good job. Fine. Yeah. So those are my personal uh, shout outs. That's nice. Yeah. Well, do I have any personal shout outs? My um, non-work book club is meeting this Sunday, and mm-hmm. we're going to be doing our mock prints. Mm. So um, I put together a list of 10 um, YA novels from last year that everybody got in November, and you're supposed to just like read as many as you can, and we talk about them in January before the award is announced. Uh-huh. Um, so I have um, one more to read, um, but I think I've already read the one that I want to win. Uh-oh. I finished it the other day, and it's called Picture Us in the Light. Okay. And it was so good. Really? Yeah. So we so learn good. who wins next week? No. Okay. A week from Monday. A week from Monday. And, and you'll let us know if yours won. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you'll be at ALA. I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. So um, you should read that book. It's really good. I wonder where it will fit on my list. You know, it would fit. Um, um, the main character's parents are Chinese immigrants, so it might fit in that that way. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, there's a part that goes over Christmas time. What's it called? It's called Picture Us in the Light. It's by Kelly Lloyd Gilbert. But the book has like a, it's like got a lot going on, and I think some people might not like that, but I really liked it. He, um, he's a it takes place in um, some city in the Bay Area where everyone's rich. I don't remember. Anyways, so he goes to this like fancy school. Uh, him and all his classmates have um, money, and uh, his dad works at um, like San Jose State or something. Um, and, he, and it's been so he's an artist, and right in the beginning, he gets accepted into the Rhode Island School of Design, and he's, like, really excited, and his parents are excited for him. They're like, now everything is set for you. So mm. no matter what happens with us, oh. you'll be set. But he doesn't know, like, all of the drama Stuff of their lives. Stuff about to happen. Yeah. yeah. And he and his friends are still dealing with um, the death of uh, their other close friend from a year ago uh-huh. who um, committed suicide. Uh-huh. Um, so that's going on. And then this unfolding drama with his family is happening Sounds um, intense and he's also experiencing kind of like a like a artist's block mm-hmm. um and is also in love with his best friend so wow. there's like a lot happening but it's Tons all going on all really well done and like thoughtful and right. it's like really well written and man yeah. i loved it yeah well it sounds very exciting so we'll have to be uh listening in <laughs> I probably won't tune in for the actual awards because I never have. It's, so. it's um, live <laughs> cast online. You can watch it live. I'll just wait for you to tell me how it felt to be there in the most. I've been there before. It's very exciting. <laughs> High energy. Um, Everyone's just like waiting for their book to win. Right. Or not win. Or not win. Ouch. So um, I tried to do my homework by coming up with closing phrases, and none of them are very good yeah. at all. So um, uh, uh, the one I'm going to share with you, because I have several. I'm not going to share them all with no, you. No, we have to yeah. save them. Yes, because I'm going to put a bookmark in it. <gasps> what do we call bookmarks? What? Quitter strips. Oh. <laughs> 
that's, that's true. All right. So, um, and then I made a list of all the different types of words that we need to be thinking about in terms of library language. Um, and I went on the obligatory pages online and I really liked no matter how hard you push the envelope, it will still be stationary. <laughs> oh, that's great. Isn't that good? Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> I think this is the end of this show where we pull all the stops and pull all your holds. <laughs> I don't know. People will get it. Well, it's a tough sell. <laughs> if you've worked in a library, you you'll totally know what we that. mean. You'll get it. <laughs> Just put something on hold. We'll pull it for you. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to us. And also, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. And this has been Your Shelf or Mine. Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine, donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine.